Well, we're going to talk about favor, and I'm going to tell people a little bit about what it means because sometimes we think we know. You know, grace is unmerited favor. It's just something given. You don't pay for it. Amen. But some people say favor is not free. Some people say it's free. Amen. Only God knows. But I, I don't I think it's free, but I think it's somehow earned. Everybody just don't have it, that's why. Amen. But favor means to give special regards to or to treat you with goodwill. To show exceptional kindness towards someone. That's favor. You know how it is grandparents sometimes they'll favor the first child or the last child. You know, they'll seem to do more for that child than others. And it's not because they love them more. It's just because they are favored. Amen. Amen. Sometimes it means to show extra kindness or compassion to the, the treatment of others. Or it's a, a pre- preferential treatment. And, you know, that sounds like that's how God treats his children. He treats us all with preferential treatment because he loves us all we are all his favorites i believe that and so favor is special treatment amen esther received royal favor above all the other virgins she was chosen so to me favor means that you have been chosen by god for some reason or another amen this use of favor gives us the word favorites That's where that word favorites come from. It comes from favor. So the greatest favor is shown to God's favorites. Aren't you glad you're his favorite? If you don't don't feel like it, start acting like his favorite. Amen. That didn't go over well. Favor. Also, favor is God's promotion. It's God's divine abundant life. It's, it's kind of like God in his fullness. Nothing missing or broken. The fullness of God is his favor. And in other words, to make it a little bit more plain to you, it's like God has endorsed you. Like he endorses a book or a check. God has endorsed you. So in other words, he said that you're okay. He's giving you the thumbs up. Amen. Amen. Doesn't mean that you do everything right. It just means that he endorses you because he favor you and he's trying to encourage you to go further in him. Is that making sense? Amen. So it's the abundant life. Amen. It's everything good. Nothing wavering, nothing missing or broken. That's what favor is. So why don't we turn to Psalm thirteen, fifteen? I don't remember what's in there. So Psalm thirteen, Hallelujah. I'll turn. You click. <laughs> I'm just picking at you. I do it sometimes, too. Psalm 13, verse, now that's wrong. 
Let's try a Proverbs. I didn't think that was right. Proverbs 13. Yeah, this is Proverbs 13, 15. And it says, good understanding gains favor. Do you have good understanding? You have to have a relationship with God for favor. Did I mention that? It says, but the way of the unfaithful is hard. Amen. It's hard because it's, it's easier when you trust God. You trust God, he puts his favor on your life. Amen. A good understand giveth favor. But the way of the transgressor is hard. You know, if you keep trusting in riches and trusting in man, your life gets harder. It's harder to make ends meet. Favor makes things easier. That's what it's saying. Favor also assists you in things. It's, it's an assistant. If you have favor on your life and something gets hard, you can call for angels to assist you. And this is their job, to assist you. But very few people call on the angels because they don't even know that they're there. Do you know that when God puts favor on your life, he has everything planned out for you already? The plan of life is already made out for you. All you have to do is just be obedient and trust God. And favor follows you right on your heels. When you walk a certain place, even when you're sleeping, favor is there. It never leaves you. Are y'all here? Amen. 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 Favor is a good thing. Ooh, I'm scared of that favor. Yeah, don't be afraid of favor. It's your best friend. Amen. 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 You know, these angels are assigned to us. And this is what they do. They come at your command, especially when favor is on you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's see. Let's go to Exodus 23. Exodus 23. Talk about, I'm going to give you a clear understanding. Verse 20. It says, Behold, I send an angel before you to keep you in all your way and to bring you into the place which I have prepared. And so God prepares a way for you, but he sends an angel at your call to help you get to where God says you're going. Does that make sense? Amen. But you have to understand favor. You have to understand God. Understanding is a principal thing. If you have an understanding with God, you won't make so many mistakes. We won't do everything right, but he's assigned angels to us so that it make, us, make it easier for us, make life easier. Amen. And so an angel are set before us, in, especially in your travels. Have you ever been in a near miss? <laughs> I've been in an airplane that was near miss with another plane, but angels were on that bumper on the wings of that plane. I didn't know it till afterwards, thank God. But we were praying. Amen. And so, you know, whatever God does, the devil does a counterfeit. He sent somebody that was going supposed to discourage us so we wouldn't pray. And to put fear in us. We made her go sit down and be quiet. And we, <laughs> amen. <laughs> Were you there, Nola? Nola was there. 
and she was saying how to paint the planes use generic parts and we told her to be be quiet <laughs> not today not this plane no generic parts and, and we told her she said okay and she went back and sat down and god brought us to safety because uh the angels were there in fact the angels was one of the mechanics was an angel gave us the thumbs up when i saw that i said this is pretty cool amen angels will escort you if you get lost you go to foreign countries and and god will send an angel like he did miss tony and he guided her from one place to another she didn't know where she was where were you at what country in turkey amen yeah now you know what that means and he sent a guide with her see this stuff is real amen and so he sent uh someone to take her from the airport where she was supposed to be in istanbul who does that other than god amen hallelujah amen you have to be fearless to use your favor sometimes in other words favor is not for cowards because they're too afraid of where where they may land where they may end up amen this is why god didn't ask your permission to put favor on your life amen (laughs) favor gives you special privileges to certain individuals and you can favor somebody else when you have favor did you know that amen it's like coming late but being ushered right to the front row front seat that happened to me when i left the traditional church and went to a full gospel church didn't know anybody i thought and um you know we were late my car had stopped on me and it stopped in front of a church didn't know anybody and i was i said well we'll never get a seat we'll never let's go home you know and i was ushered to the front remember that right sat right beside the pastor's wife that's favor amen i didn't know it was on my life at the time hallelujah sometimes it's better we not know and just learn and learn to trust god in an innocent way amen you can't take advantage of favor amen it's something granted to us it's part of our heritage it causes us to be successful and it opens doors that would otherwise be locked amen but the choice is ours we can either walk in our favor or not let me tell you what causes us not to walk in favor fear not trusting god amen and not wanting to go forward and i believe that's what god wants me to talk to you about afraid of going forward afraid of leaving your old lifestyle to come into something new because you think it's not going to be good see we need to program our minds you know not having and living at a disadvantage is a learned experience it's not normal for christians amen robbing peter to pay paul and all that you know you you should be done with that kind of life and so this is what my parents used to say i'm robbing peter to pay paul and uh, you know like pastor barb said poor paul didn't never get his money amen (laughs) 
or, or Peter, whoever it was. Yeah, Peter never got his money. But see, it's because we have that same mind frame. We refuse to change. We refuse to expect change. We refuse to believe that God loves us so much so that he's already got this life of ours in motion so that we can live the better of it. We have to come out of the old way of thinking. And it all starts with expectation. You have to expect your life to get better. If that little voice back there tells you, uh, you know, they have this and they have that, it'll never happen to me, you're your own enemy. Amen. You have to, you have to uh, start to change how you think. So as a man thinketh, so he is. And so if you believe more in your abilities and what you can do, then you've already canceled out. Amen. You've canceled out favor. Because favor has nothing to do with our ability. It has everything to do with what God can do for me. You know, what have you done for me lately? God has done it all. But it's up to us to program our expectations so that we can receive everything. Let me tell you what people do. Instead of expecting God for better, they get mad at those that know how to work their faith. Or they don't believe it's faith at all. They think some people are just blessed like that. I'm not one of them. Well, I am. Amen. I am. Because the Lord cautioned me. He said, don't get on any rolls. I don't care how bad it gets. Don't go on on nobody's roll. When you get in that, something that will cut off your favor and your blessing is getting on the government roll. Get off of there as fast as you can if you're on there. Don't ever get on. I always believe there's another way. Because these things hold you and bind you. Amen. And they'll go from generation, that spirit will carry from generation to generation, not having, not expecting, being angry. You know, and all of this is because people will not receive the favor from God. They refuse to program their minds to think higher. Think higher, live higher. Amen. And so favor is moving forward. Amen. Or you stay in a common place. Favor is dealing with uncommon things, receiving the uncommon way of life. Not the way of life that feels comfortable to you, but that way of life that says, don't worry about it, it's all good. It's all good. It's like my daughter, I learned so much from my children if you just listen to them. And Bridget will say something, she'll say, oh, don't worry about it, it's all good. It'll work, no problem, you know. She's quick to say, it's okay. It's going to be okay. Don't worry about it, you know. And see, that's, you know what that's from? That's from a right kind of understanding in her heart. Amen. And she always says, always more money to make. <laughs> I'm thinking, yeah, that's right. Always more money to get from God. But it means, you know, she's saying the same thing. But you never should feel closed in like there's no hope and no way. There's always a way as long as you know God. Amen. See, listen, we do more pleading and begging God to do something he's already done. Amen. If you've already taken the garbage out, you don't want somebody telling you to take the garbage out again. Amen. And so if God's already made that 
uh, favor available to you. Quit begging him to pay your bills and buy you some food. He's already done it. Start expecting. Expect somebody. I don't care if you expect somebody to come to your door. See, that's where we get unparalleled with God because pride comes up. Amen. Y'all know you've been there. I, I, I want God to do this. I, well, he is doing it. He told a neighbor to come and bring you some food. <laughs> Receive it. See, sometimes when there's pride involved, God knows it. Because we don't fool God. He knows all things. And he knows us better than we know ourselves. And so he will choose to do things that way because inside you don't want it to go that way because he's breaking something on the inside of us now why does he do that to make us feel bad no he breaks that pride so he can then freely give to us over in abundance amen and this is what he's trying to do so he'll make your blessing come from a, a place that you don't want it to come from just to break you so that he can leave things open on the inside of you to give you more and more and more. But you can't have uh, preferations. Is that a word? <laughs> Preferences. You can't do that when you're dealing with God. You have to receive things gladly however he chooses to bring them to you. Amen. Amen. So when you have favor on your life, you are looked at. Amicably, amicably, amicably by God. That's a word because I can't pronounce it yet. Amen. Some people said favor is free and not fair, and others say it's not free because you have to pay. It's just going to cost you your, your pride. That's all favor will cost you is yourself. Are y'all here today? Amen. So, Start to embrace the uncommon or stay in, stay in comfort. That's your other choice. Stay in comfort or embrace what you're not used to having. Embrace what you don't know. Embrace the uncommon because favor is uncommon. Are y'all here? And so you have to learn how to embrace what's uncommon. Embrace what you are not used to. Amen. It's just like your old spot shut down and a new spot opened up. And you have to get used to going to the new spot. Amen. And so you have to get used to going to a different place to get your needs met. But it's the same God that provided this place. Amen. And so favor will cause you to lose your uh, pride and pick up hope. Amen. So favor will cause discomfort sometimes. Are y'all here? <laughs> I'm laughing because it's so true. Joseph had a dream. We talked about him yesterday. And he told his brothers. And they meant for evil for him to, uh, they threw him in a pit for all of you that don't know because they didn't like his dreams. Because God favored him. Favor was on his life and they didn't like it. Plus he was the youngest brother in the and his father favored Joseph. And sometimes when you favor a person, it's because you see God on their lives. Amen. You see that they are special people or you can tell that God is doing something with them or you just like breathing their air. 
for some reason. Sometimes you don't know what it is, but you see something in that person that you know is not normal because you know God has visited them. And therefore, you'll cling to that which you know you need. Amen? And so Joseph was like that, but his brothers hated him because they were jealous of him. So Joseph was a dreamer, and that was uncommon. And he told his brothers of of his dreams, and so they threw him in a pit. And he told them that one day you guys will bow to me. And they didn't like that. And they said, well, we're going to show you. And they put him in a pit. And that started his pit experience. But, you know, God spoke to me a a couple days ago and said, don't be bitter in this pit experience. Don't allow bitterness to cling to you. Amen. Because out of this comes uh, a life, living a life of uncommon blessings. But God has to break that thing on the inside of us where we are so common with the, the everyday grind that we can't expect the new thing that God is doing because we're so used to doing day by day, same old thing, nothing ever changes. Well, I'm tired of that. I want what God has for me. Amen. Hallelujah. So God has to break that cycle on the inside of us with what we call a pit experience. You know, being thrown in a dark pit alone with nobody, but God is always there. God was there for Joseph. Amen. And it was because of the favor on his life that that pit experience turned into a blessing. And your pit experience will turn into a blessing for you too if you trust and not give up your hope in God. So favor causes discomfort. Amen. And you know why God will allow that discomfort to push you forward? So you won't stay stuck in the same old rut. Even if your life is great, God don't want you to be great without him. So he'll put a pit experience in your life to push you forward. Because we don't want to move forward sometimes. We say we do. And in our minds we do. But in our hearts we're afraid to move forward and live a better life. Because we're afraid we're going to miss what we had. Amen. And see, the devil can even make you think that your life, what you left behind, is great. But if you take a good look and if you allow God to show you what your life is really like, you can look at it and say, you know what, I ain't like nothing about that. (laughs) Y'all know? Well, I lost some people, but that's okay. That's all right. Some people understand. And, And because you're welcoming what God has. You're welcoming the new thing that God wants you to venture into. But see, what makes us uncomfortable is we can't see it. We don't know. We don't trust because we don't know what God has for us. But that's where your faith and your trust comes in handy. Amen. Learn of the Lord. The Bible says if you learn of him and you'll have great understanding, you'll welcome the new things, the things that you don't quite understand. Amen. So Joseph's dreams got him in trouble, but you know what? That it, his favor got him out of trouble too. Anything that your favor puts you in will get you out. Amen. Amen. His favor got him put in jail because he was so um, he understood God so well. He didn't want to defile himself or defile the God that he trusted and loved. And so uh, he was thrown in prison because he wouldn't obey his master's wife. 
when she said lie with me or lay with me. And so he, most people would have done it, but he didn't because he didn't want to defile himself. And, and so what I'm trying to show you is favor will cause you to get in trouble sometimes because you don't bow to Baal. Amen. And that's why some people, most people compromise because they're afraid of what they have to deal with by not bowing to Baal. But I'm telling you, when, even if you go from the pit, well, jo- Joseph went from the pit to the palace, amen, then to jail, then back to the palace, amen. But his favor got him in trouble, but the thing you need to remember is his favor got him out of trouble, amen. So God will put favor on your life for your sake, but why does he do things like this? Because he's blessing other people in the process. Number one, your family will get blessed from your pit experience, from you having favor on your life. You're not giving up. you trusting God. you expecting God to come through for you. Your family, all those around you. Amen? Depending on your boldness. Amen. I'm saying that because Joseph, the whole country, that that part of that region was blessed because he had favor on his life. Amen. And it affected the kingdom. God, when he chose you and me, he had kingdom principles in mind. He had the kingdom in mind. Amen. And so favor is placed on your life and on my life, not just for us. It's placed on our lives for family, for neighbors, everybody that you come in contact with, your church, everybody who God put in your path will um, be subject to this favor if you obey God. Amen. It's not just for you to live a good life. It's not just for you to have better stuff, but it's for a kingdom purpose. Amen. And Joseph's purpose was to serve those people in that region Because a famine came on the land. And he was over all of the food and all of the productivity in that region. And he rationed it in such a way that it kept multiplying because of his favor. It never ran out. The people didn't starve. Amen. The livestock didn't starve. And so God used him. The favor was not just for him, but it was for a kingdom purpose. Amen. Can you say amen today? Hallelujah. So favor may cause some discomfort sometimes because his dreams caused him trouble. But he got out of that because his favor got him out of trouble. Because he stayed under God's authority. When you have favor on your life, do you know it's because you're humble before God? You're not humble before a man. You're humble before Almighty God. And that's why the favor is on your life. It's uncommon living. Amen. And that's ahead of all of us, so we might as well get used to it. If you want favor, if you want to live out of the favor that God has placed on your life, then you have to get used to, you know, breaking out, this, breaking out of this mold of, of this everyday routine. Now, I know you have to go to work, so don't nobody say, I didn't come calling in because <laughs> I'm breaking out of this everyday mold. I feel you. Come back. But you know what I'm saying? It's like every year, same old thing. Anybody been there other than me? Nothing's changed. Same old thing. Not that you hate your life, but, but you want something else. Amen? You, you need something else to drive you. Are y'all here today? Did I come to the wrong church? Amen. I know I came to the wrong, right place. 
And so you're looking for God to change something in your life. Well, guess what? He already has. Amen. But you have to step out of your, your thinking. You have to step out of it. You have to have this expectation. I'm telling you, expectation is the key to you getting better and having better. Because God's already placed a favor on your life. But if you expect things to change, expect God to come through, expect to make a move, expect to do better, then this is how you start to walk in the favor that God's placed on your life. And this doesn't take a long time. This can happen when you get home tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Because God has accelerated. Let me tell you what, the season that we're in, an Amos 9.13 season. Amen. If you don't, you're not familiar with it, read Amos 9.13. And it says, Behold, the days are coming where the plowsman shall overtake the reaper and the treader of grapes, those who harvest. In other words, before you can even plant, everything's ready for harvest. So you don't have to wait to be blessed for no, by nobody. You don't have to wait until somebody feels like you're nice enough to get something from them. Amen. But the blessings are there. And so God is accelerating time, you know, because when it's like this. When you plant a seed, a seed, plant the seed, then it takes time. Then your harvest come, right? The plant, you know, get the little shoot then. But in this, this uh, season of acceleration, God is saying plant the seed and before you can even go and water it, your harvest is here. That's the Amos 9.13 season. So you don't have to wait for favor. You don't have to wait for God to decide to bless you. He's done it already. But it's up to us to get in the flow of how God operates so that we can receive all God has for us. Does that make sense? It's, a, it's an expectation. Once you get that understanding, it's an expectation that you develop by welcoming what you, you're not used to. See, usually when, when I came out of a traditional church, the hardest thing for me was to start to think beyond those walls of religion. Y'all following me? And so I had to stay in my word and allow God to speak to me until I caught up with the rest of the full gospel world. Amen. I was like um, Oral Roberts. I didn't know about seed faith. But God taught me, and it didn't take long because I'm telling you, when I, that thing clicked in my head, before two months, my husband had a promotion. Amen. Amen. Because I clicked in to see, give a seed for your need. Religion says that's not cool, but God says it's okay because this is how I bless my people. Y'all hear? So I would start to give more, and I noticed there was more after I paid my bills, and more and more. And so I didn't hold on to it like my conscience tried to tell me. But I would give $5 more on top of what I gave, and $10 more on top. See, that's where we mess up. But we're all tempted to do that. Now I can buy that coat I want. But I wanted to work this principle Because that little bit of money wasn't enough for me. I needed a lot. So I worked this principle as best I knew how. And as God gave me more, I gave more. And then when God gave me more, I gave more. And then it got to the place where I couldn't keep up with my money. That's a good thing. 
Amen. And I know one thing, I stopped calling that bank and checking, trying to see if I had enough money to cover my checks. I knew it was in there because I was living by faith. Amen. And that's what it's all about is trusting God with something new. You have to you have to come out of that mold that religion puts us in saying it's the same old thing, it's the same old way. And that thing comes in your mind and it'll tell you nothing has changed. And if you listen to that voice long enough, you start believing it. And before you know it, you're back at square one. Miserable, robbing Peter to pay poor Peter don't get his money. Robbing him to pay Paul, the same old, same old. So you have to come out of your walls of thinking, those confined walls, amen? And when you get used to thinking like God thinks and expecting him to do even more, he never keeps you at a plateau. When you start to understand a principle, you can shoot right to the stars, because you understand this principle of sowing and reaping. And he'll give you as much. No, you can't, you can't spend no more than God can give. I see some spenders out here. You can't spend, you know, you can't spend. What am I trying to say? God can give you more than you can spend. That's what I'm trying to say. You can't outspend God. If you trust him and you believe in him, he will let you have a party. As long as you don't get stupid. And start thinking, this is what messes up uh, people with money, is start to think it's you and not him. Amen. God wants to bless us his way. He wants to give us things because he's given us, the Bible says, all things pertaining to life and godliness. So life and godliness, not your flesh. He's not trying to pamper your flesh, but he's trying to... Uh, devise a system on the inside of us where we never grow broke, we never are lacking, and we can uh, have access to help others and eventually give to the kingdom of God. And this is what God wants us to do with our money, but he's not trying to break anybody. Are y'all here? Amen. So allow, allow God to shift things in your life and stop fearing change. Most of us are afraid because we don't know God. Well, I know God will stop fear and change. I know, I know, I've been through all of that. You know, but God knows who knows him. God knows who trusts him. And so we need to start trusting him for bigger and better things. It's like this. We can make things happen on our own. God's not against that. But it's when you take him totally out of the picture thinking it's all about you and not about him he wants us to always depend heavily upon him you know even if you can do something yourself thank him thank you god thank you father don't ever tell god you don't need something that he's okay to give you if you don't want it i'll take it amen because you know that's an insult because god is a giver he's a multiplier He always multiplies everything, you know, that we have. He never takes away from us. And this is why the offering plate is not sacred. Because we always think God is trying to take something from us at offering time. He's not trying to take anything from us. He's trying to get something to you. He can't get it to you unless you give. And it shall be given unto you. Amen. That's his word. (laughs) That's his word. Amen. 
So God caused everything in Joseph's hand to prosper. Turn to Gen- uh, Genesis 30. Did we read Genesis 39? Okay, well, let's read it. I know we read it yesterday. I feel you. <laughs> Genesis 39, verse 3. And it says, And this master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand so god can cause two dollars to prosper in your hand and you can wind up with two thousand amen verse four says so joseph found favor in his sight amen and he's talking about the um he's talking about potiphar the egyptian leader it says that joseph found favor in his sight i'm in verse four and served him Then he made him overseer of his house, and all that he had he put under Joseph's authority. You know why? Because Joseph was under God's authority. See, you know, people don't trust you unless they see something godly on you, even a heathen. They want you to know God. You know, because if they get in trouble, they want to know that they can ask you to pray for them. See, whatever God does for us, it's to benefit mankind, not just us. Amen? But mankind. Let's see. Let me finish um, verse 5. So it was from the time that he had made him overseer of his house and all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. You can be in the house of a heathen. That's what this is saying. The Egyptians were heathens. Money takers. They would steal money from widows whose husbands had died. They'd go snatch their land, take their cattle. This is how they got rich. And that's just a, you know, their armies would go and raid villages and different towns and take all the goods. But Joseph was blessed in the midst of the heathen. Amen. Don't ever blame what you don't have on somebody. I can't get blessed with him. That ain't right. Amen. Honey, your household can be blessed whether a heathen is there or not. Who's who's got the greater power? Amen. That says a lot about you if you think that way. Joseph became the answer to the king. See, God will find a way for you to um, be needed by the world system if you do things his way amen joseph was an answer you're an answer to somebody's life you are everybody here you are you're an answer to somebody's life amen every person here don't you know that voice that says i'm not that's a lie that's the devil you're you're an answer you're the solution to somebody's problem are y'all here today it went real numb in here amen you know we got to start thinking better of ourselves amen so so joseph was in the heathen's house found favor there and he became the answer to the king's problem he was the solution just like you are to somebody's life amen he interpreted his dreams amen And came out on top because God told him what to tell him. God will tell you what to do. 
to be the solution. He always does. A little bit about Elijah. Elijah was the answer to many because he prayed and he stopped time. Amen. Hallelujah. He didn't just benefit from that. Everybody did. He prayed that it would rain. Sun, don't go down until tomorrow. And God did it. Why? Because he had favor on his life. Amen. See, this is what some people think. I just want to be blessed. Favor is the best part of blessing. Amen. Because this is how favor works. It rests on you. Whether you're in the pit or the palace, it rides on you. And it doesn't leave. And you can use it however you want to use it. It's up to you and God as to how you want to allow favor to work in your life. Amen. The more people you want to bless, the, the more favor you got. You never use it up. Amen. It's, it's not like water. You can pour it out of a bottle and then you say, oh, well, that's all. Favor never runs out. It's like that oil that keeps on flowing. Amen. You can't use up favor. As long as you are honoring God at what you are doing, your favor will never run out. Amen. So that's how Elijah stopped time. Amen. And then he said, don't let it rain. And I think it didn't rain for three and a half years. And then he went out and he said, let it rain. Because there was a famine. And and then it rained. And God honored his words because he was a man that honored God, understood God, loved God, and understood how God worked. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, what else is favor? When favor is on your life, it's an overload and an overflow overload and overflow is coming to your house it's there now if you know how to walk in it amen let me let me tell you how to get favor to working because i think you all understand it it's you just you know how you go by and you see a pool and you say oh that look good and you just say i'm jumping in and you jump in you got to jump in the favor because it feels right but it's it's not common not a common thing it's an uncommon thing but you jump into favor like you jump in a pool because it feels good when you, you when you jump in that water may be cold and you say why did i do that mess your hairdo up and you say i know i shouldn't have done that but at that moment favor feels good and you jump in it's that simple y'all got me Amen. Because it's uncommon. It's not a normal thing. It's something you have to trust God and jump in. Amen. Amen. So in other words, if, you, if y'all didn't get that one, <laughs> it's something that you trust God has done in your life. And that's where you start to expect. You, your expectation jumps in. That's like jumping in the pool. Your expectation starts to work and you start to expect god to just take you out of a bad situation amen you say i'm tired of robbing peter to pay paul and so you just expect god to put more money in your account you expect god for overtime you expect god to show up with more money so it's like jumping in the pool you just start to walk in expectation so if you didn't get the pool thing Get the expectation thing. Amen. So you start to expect. and you Because when you do that, you are breaking your mindset. 
out of the old way of thinking into the new. And it's the same thing with anything. You just get sick of living like, liking how you live. And start living how you like. Amen. <laughs> it's all this is. It's not, it's just very simple. But it's called faith. That's faith. Because, you know, we look at faith as something we can never attain. Something that we can't get enough of because if I had enough faith, it, things would be going better. That's not how this thing works. Amen. You start to expect. It's all in faith and expectation. Amen. That's how you get anything from God. It's so simple it don't make sense. And most people don't go over into that realm. They stay in the, in the natural realm because they can't grasp just stepping over into the new realm, the new way of thinking. It's all up in here. It's not what you do in the natural. It's what you do up here. Are y'all here? It's how you think. It's breaking out of a mold, a wrong way of thinking. You know, not thinking it's ever going to change. Or that couldn't be God because it don't make sense to you. Stop trying to make sense of this kingdom. You didn't create it. You don't watch over it. You're not the captain of the guard. And so just just find a place wherever God puts you and dwell there. Get close to God so that he can show you great and mighty things that you know not. He'll show you if your heart is willing. But it's kind of like you got to get tired of where you are. You have to know that where you are, there's better than what you have. But y'all know what I'm saying? And you got to get tired of that. Sometimes people find God out of desperation. That's why when things get so bad and we finally cry out, things change. But you know, you don't have to get desperate. Just trust God. To give you more and give you better is called uncommon living. We're going to live more and more like that. Uncommon living. It's ahead of us. So stop living in the common arena. Because, you know, God is supernatural. He's not common. And if you want to see uh, in this end time great and mighty deeds, signs and wonders, you've got to come out of the uncommon, the common arena and you have to go over into what you don't know and you entrust it. Feel comfortable in what you don't know. Because, see, let me tell you about pride is sneaky. Pride likes to keep us in control of what we're going to let in. Are y'all here? And what we are used to and what we're going to allow. Y'all here? See, pride, you know, owning our own life. This my life. You know, you hear people say, I, as long as I don't hurt nobody, you know, well, you hurt God every time. When we, when we do wrong, we hurt God. So let's get that straight. But when you go over into the God arena where you expect him to do great and mighty things, you have to be tired of trying to figure everything out. Your brain ever got tired? <laughs> Well, mine have. And then sometimes you just learn to let go and say, God, I trust you because you don't have any other choice. But you don't want to get to that place. Amen. You want to willingly allow God in so that he can map it out for you and you follow his path. 
when you do this, you will never go wrong, go wrong never go broke, never get lonely. Amen. Because the world can't offer you these things. You'll be the answer, the solution. You ever seen these people who uh, are the at your job, they're the solution people? You know, somebody will ask you, and they say, oh, well, you go to this person, or you go to her. She's good at solving pro- the problem solvers. They get that from God. And they would do more if they would, you know, allow God a little bit more room on the inside of them. And so they are problem solvers. I was that way. I believe Bridget is that way on her job. She don't know you was that way. They said, go see Miss Tony. And say, oh, yeah, because your boss used to always... <laughs> get you to do the figuring for her see and that's because that was that favor on your life and she saw it that's why she's always coming to you amen and that's how it works and see if we don't know that that's a god-given treasure we'll always just dip into it when somebody bug us instead of living out of it you understand what i'm saying and see you can learn a lot from the devil bugging you amen you can you can learn a lot and say, well, now, if, you know, this is what we do. Well, if I'm the problem solver, then fix my paycheck. That's part of it. That's part of it. But the other part is that wisdom of solving problems comes from somewhere, and it ain't from man. Amen. It comes from an uncommon place. Amen. And so we have to get used to uh, trusting God and knowing that this is from God. I'm going to utilize it and i'm going to benefit from it because this is what it's on your life for amen hallelujah so that's the favor of god it's overload and overflow because god knows he can trust you that's why it's there you know the problem solvers god's giving you that wisdom because he knows he can trust you with it amen is that making sense hallelujah so sometimes you just have to thank God even if you are in a pit experience or you're in a place right now where it doesn't feel comfortable and you don't like being where you are right now trust God that he's going to move this thing amen don't get bitter don't be bitter in where God has you amen I think it's don't get bitter in the process because this is just a process that won't last. God won't have you here long. Well, how do you know? Because we're living in this, this season of accelerated favor. Where favor is accelerating on your life if you will receive it. Now, let me tell you what it will do for people who, who are not in a financial crunch. It will make life easier for you. All your tasks will be easier. Does that make sense? God will come and help you with the simplest things. And he will put his anointing on the simplest things so you won't stress and you won't be worried about completing obligations. Does that make sense? He'll help you at your job. He'll help you in your home. He'll help you to keep things in order. Because favor is an order thing too. Y'all, y'all, it's an order thing. And so God will help you manage and help you keep things in order because his hand is on your life. And favor is kicking in where you, you break. 
You can't do it on your own. Amen. God helps those that know he's the helper. Amen. Not those that help themselves. Forget about the faith in yourself. This is how, what gets us in trouble. See, the world has that wrong. God doesn't want us to have faith in our own abilities. He wants us to have faith in him. Amen. So don't get angry in the process. Thank God for this experience because it's taken you to a higher level. So Joseph knew how to handle the overload. This was his job. He was an overload, overflow handler. And he handled everything that was in the kingdom. It had to go through Joseph. Everything in that kingdom had to go through Joseph because he had that overflow spirit on him that, that you know, knew how to manage whatever came in his hands. He knew how to manage it, overload and overflow, and that's what God is doing with his people today. Amen. Why? Why is he doing this? Because you trust him. He wants you to trust him. He trusts you with what's what on the king. He trusts you with what the kingdom owns. He uh, he trusts you with kingdom stuff. Is that plain? This is why he's doing it. Let's turn to Genesis 50. We're already in Genesis. Go to 50. Let's see. Verse. 20. And it says, but as for you, you meant evil against me. This is still Joseph. He's, he's in a lot of, how many, from chapter 39 or 38 to 50. It says, but as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for my good. And I think he's talking to his brothers. Finally, they, they recognize him. See, God can put his favor on you so much so that you don't recognize yourself. And what does that mean? It means that when you see a reflection of yourself in the mirror, some people like what they see, some people don't, some people, oh, I need to get that tightened or whatever. But when you, when you, <laughs> when you look in the the mirror at your reflection after God gets done with his favor on your life, you'll see his reflection. His reflection, not yours. Does that make sense? And that's the, in, in other words, your faith is no longer in yourself. Your faith is flipped over and it's in God. And when you look in the re, your reflection, you reflect his image. You see his image and not yourself. That's the image we're supposed to see. Every time, because you are not a mistake, you're wonderfully and beautifully made. Amen. That's what my Bible told me, and I believe it. Hallelujah. 50 verse, did I go to 20? Yeah. So I'll read it again. But as for you, you meant evil against me. And this is Joseph finally having a showdown with his brothers. But God meant it for me for good in order to bring it about as it is this day to save many people alive. Now, therefore, do not be afraid. I will provide for you and your little ones and be comforted. And he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. And see, that's why people don't want some people to have favor. Number one, they think they're going to have too much. God's going to bless them too much. 
And it's going to leave me out. But see, if you leave these people alone and be happy for them, their favor will show up in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. So don't look for understanding. You get the understanding. Don't try to explain favor to anybody else because (laughs) it don't work like that. It's a knowing. Are y'all here? It's a knowing you walk into. God wants to use your life, but you have to move out of the same old thinking. You got even to get victory in your own home. You got to move out of the same old thinking. You cannot think the way you used to think, but you have to think God thoughts. You have to think like God. Well, how do I do that? Reading his word. His word will change your mind. Literally change your mind. Change your thinking because we're too carnal. Everything we do is carnal. And that's not good. If you're born again, you're supposed to think like Christ. Because the Bible says in Second Corinthians, it says at the end of the chapter, it says we have the mind of Christ. So if we have it, then we have it. But if, why don't we use it? Because we don't believe we have it. We don't operate in it. But we should and we will. Because in the last days, we must. Are you here today? Amen. So move out of your old way of thinking or the same way of thinking and trust God. For kingdom purposes. Amen. Hallelujah. You got to trust God if you're going to live it in this favor thing. It's overflow. Favor is overload and overflow with nothing but good, good, good. Favor helps you get the job done. Favor helps you on your everyday job. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's see. Where do I want to go with this? A favor helps you to complete a task. Let's go to the book of Joshua right quick. And if you're ready to go, we're going, but I feel you. I thought she was done. I'm done when God is done. He ain't done. He didn't say everything he wants to say yet. <laughs> Let's see. I'm hoping you have the um, Amplified. Oh, I'm sorry. Joshua 10. I'm bad on these little things because I can never find what I'm looking for on here. It's like I can't make it do what I want it to do. Verse 12. And it says, then Joshua, you know, I think I have the Amplified. I'll read the King James. Then Joshua spoke to the Lord on the day when the Lord gave the Amorites over to the Israelites. See that it always jumps on me. And said in his sight of Israel, sun and moon stand still upon Gibeon. And the sun and the, well this is, we, we talked about that already. Verse 13, and the sun stood still and the moon stayed until the people had avenged themselves upon the enemy. Is not this written in the book of Jashar? So the sun stood still in the midst of the heavens and hasted not to go down about a whole day. And there was no day like that before it or up after it. 
that the Lord hearken unto the voice of man. You think God won't move heaven and earth for you? You need to read that again. Amen. For the Lord fought for Israel. And Joshua returned and all Israel with him upon the camp of Gilgal. But these five kings fled and hid themselves in the caves at Makeda. And it was told, Joshua saying, the five kings are found hidden in a cave at Makeda. And Joshua said, roll great stones upon the mouth of the cave and set men by it for to keep them. And stay ye not, but pursue after your enemies, and smite the hindmost of them, and suffer them not to enter into their cities. For the Lord your God have delivered them into your hand. Now listen, when God delivered the devil into your hand, don't feel sorry for them. I can feel some people say, oh, they, why he do that? You ain't heard the, the worst of the sermon. He's going to cut their heads off. Amen. See, when God shows you the enemy, you have to keep on until you totally annihilate the devil. Amen. Well, why is that? Because he'll come back. Amen. The pit is not your final destination. You hear that? Amen. So God has endorsed you to take care of the enemy. This is all in your your. Uh, favor package if i can say that yeah you got to fight the enemies joshua was this is joshua he fought the armies and you'll have to fight them too amen so let me see where were we at joshua 10 uh let's see was i in verse 21 20 it says and it came to pass when Joshua and the children of Israel had made an end of slaying them with a very great slaughter. Y'all hear that? A very great slaughter. How did he do that? He did that with favor. The favor that was on his life. That's, what he, that's how he did this. It says that the rest which remained of them entered into fenced cities. See, people were hiding. He had people running from him. And all the people returned to the camp of Joshua at Makeda. Or Makeda in peace. None moved his tongue against any of the children of Israel. Yeah, they, I wouldn't either. Because favor was on Joshua's life. It says, and then said Joshua, open the mouth of the cave. Now he, he put stones in front of the caves of the five, um, was the five kings that hid from him. And so he's saying, now I'm not satisfied. I want the five kings. Verse 23. And they did so and brought forth the five kings unto him out of the cave, the king of Jerusalem, the king of Hebron, the king of Jarmuth, the king of Lashish, and the king of Eglon. And it came to pass when they brought out those kings unto Joshua, Joshua called for all the men of Israel and said unto the captains of the men of war which went with him, come near. And put your feet upon the necks of these kings. Now what does this mean? It means that when you work your favor, you'll put the neck, your foot on the necks of your enemies. Amen. When you work your favor, you'll be just like Joseph. You won't you will leave nothing unsaid. Not one enemy will you leave. You'll know your enemies. Amen. And you'll annihilate them. Hallelujah. 
Don't get scared. We ain't talking about you beating up nobody in the natural. We're talking about Satan. You remember him? He don't like you. He don't like none of y'all. Amen. See, favor ain't for wimps. Because if you can't work this favor, then you don't, it's either all or nothing. Because you can't, you have to fight your enemies. Amen. Hallelujah. Because he'll come back with something else. You know, when Satan tried to tempt Jesus, I think that's in the book of Luke, I think. And he, he went with those temptations after he had, he, he said, the Bible says he left because Jesus fought him with the word, but he came back in a season. So just because life is going good now don't mean the devil won't come back in a season to mess with you or yours. So you have to learn how to whack his head off when God's favor is working for you. Amen? Amen. Y'all understand what I'm saying. He's talking about Satan because he's the author and the finisher of death. He's not the finisher. I should say he's the author. But he don't have the last word. See, right here, Joshua had the last word. He could have stopped with leaving them in the cave. He didn't. He said, go back and get them. All right. And he says, and put your foot on their necks. Verse 25, it says, and Joshua said unto them, fear not, nor be dismayed. Be strong and of good courage. For thus shall the Lord do to all your enemies against whom ye fight. He was talking to his army, to his people. It says, and afterwards Joshua smote them, slew them, and hanged them on five trees. And they were hanging upon the trees until the evening. And it came to pass at the time of the going down of the sun that Joshua commanded. And they took them down off the trees and and cast them into the caves wherein they were, they had been hid, and laid great stones in the cave's mouth, in the cave's mouth, which remain until this very day. See, as a remembrance, don't mess with the, the God's people who have favor on their life. Don't mess with them, devil. Amen. But do you think he listens? No, because you know what? Satan always thinks he's got you. He always thinks he can lie to you and get away with it. And he always bank on you trusting in him instead of God. Amen. But see, you have to be a type of person that know in whom you believe. And this is not for people who shuffle back and forth. You're either for or against. Amen. You're either for God or you ain't. It's either, it's black and white. And that's what it is. Hallelujah. And it says, and that day Joshua took Makeda and smote it. Did I read that? With the edge of the sword. I'm in 28. Let's see. And the king thereof, he utterly destroyed them. And all the souls that were therein, he let none remain. See, it's either that little bit of poison. You you leave a little bit of poison, you're going to see it again. Because it's going to rise up. It would be nice for a season, then it's back roaring at you again. And he did to the king of Makeda, as he did unto the kings of Jericho. And then Joshua passed from Makeda, and all Israel went with him unto Libna and, and fought against Libna. And the Lord delivered it also, and the king thereof, unto the hands of Israel, and he smote it with the edge of the sword. And all the souls that were therein, and he let none remain. 
Amen. Y'all get did y'all get that? But did unto the king thereof as he did unto the kings of Jericho. And Joshua passed from Libnah and all of Israel with him unto Lachish and encamped against it and fought against it. And 32, and the Lord delivered Lishna. He delivered every enemy that you have, he will deliver into your hand. Amen. What is your enemy, your current situation, if it's not right? I don't have them kind of enemies. You don't know sickness is your enemy. Poverty is your enemy. Well, that's what God's talking about. He has endorsed you to take authority over these things. A mean boss, crazy people you work with. Amen. He will deliver them into your hand. Are y'all here today? Amen. Let's go to Proverbs 24. I'm almost done. I want you to go home with something today. And let it marinate. Verse 10. Proverbs 24, verse 10. If thou faint in the day of adversity, thy faith is small. Let me say that again. Let me let me do the let me do the amplified. Proverbs twenty four ten. If you fate in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Amen. Some Bible says your faith. I think the King James says your faith is small. It says your strength. Your strength is as strong as your faith. Amen. Proverbs 24. Let's go back up to 5. 24, 5. It says, A wise man is strong. Yea, a man of knowledge increases strength. Amen. So if you are wise, your strength is strong. And when adversity comes, you won't run and you won't want to be nice to the devil because he ain't nice to you. Favor gives you confidence in God, where you won't be confident in your enemy. Amen. Hallelujah. The only thing you need to remember today is that favor demands that God be your only source. See, when Joshua took over these armies and annihilated them, he wasn't looking at who he had backing him. He looked at God. He had God. Amen. He knew that God was his source. He knew God would cause him to defeat the enemy. He knew his God. If you know who your God is, then you won't wimp out. You'll stand against the enemy until you annihilate him. Are y'all here today? Amen. Hallelujah. Joshua knew in whom he believed. And and so did uh, uh, Joseph. He knew that even though he was thrown in a pit by his brothers and then thrown in, in, the, in jail by his overseer because of lies told on him, he knew that God will get him out of this trouble because his favor got him into trouble. Are y'all here? <laughs> Are y'all here? Favor got him in and favor will, listen, favor will get you in the door. Favor may get you in trouble once you get in the, in the door. Thank you. But listen, favor will get you out of trouble. Are y'all here? Amen. So you'll find favor in your pit experience. If things are not going well with you right now, don't give up and don't shrink back. 
because the day of, adver- the day of adversity will come, but favor will get you out of any trouble that it can get you in. Favor will get you out of tr- any trouble you get yourself into. Are y'all here? Why? Because God loves you like that. Amen. He loves his peculiar people, his chosen gems, his jewels. That's me and you. And you got to believe this stuff. So the enemy can no longer oppose you because of the favor on your life. Tell him to step it up. Step up. Amen. You live out of expectation and faith that God is your source. If you know in your heart that God is the head of your life, that he can do anything. He's a God of impossibilities. And without him, you can do nothing. Then you're on your way to living out of faith. Amen. He is your source. When you live a life of favor, God is your only source. Not you, not your boss, not your job, but God. And if you believe this and you start to execute this in your life, and living out of the favor, God will show you great and mighty things. So let God have his way. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we just bless you. And we lift you up, Lord God. We just love you and we bless you. We thank you for favor that you put on our lives because you love us so much, Lord. We thank that we are your jewels, your peculiar people, your chosen generation. And we just bless you, Father. We bless everything that you do in our lives. And we are not afraid to execute uh, your favor that you put on our lives. We're not afraid. We're not running from this favor. And we just thank you that you're doing all the work and we're getting all of the results. That you do all the work. And we thank and praise you. Hallelujah. And we bless you, Lord. Thank you for favor. Thank you, Lord. We don't know why you gave it to us, but we are so thankful. And so we're going to change how we think. We're going to think out of the box. And we're going to feed our expectation so that we'll see your will. We will see your will in our lifetime. Hallelujah. Amen. If anybody needs prayer before we leave. I can pray for you before we go. Amen. Did you learn anything today? Hallelujah. Amen.